I want to show you a word that came to us. Let me prepare that video. It's uh, Cindy Jacobs. She's a prophetess. She speaks to presidents. She speaks to nations, uh, veteran prophetess, and connected with all major prophets in, in the world, basically. And she was doing a conference here not so long ago, a couple of years ago. And I was sitting there. I wanted to hear what she had to say, and her and her husband. And uh, she stopped a moment, the message, and she says, I need to be in your church uh, because I need to release a word. So at the end of the service, I came up to her and said, okay, uh, thank you. I appreciate it. We'll set up a time where you could come. I said, no, no, I need to come now. Whoa, all right, fine. So she came, and uh, I forgot what day it was, maybe a Tuesday or a Thursday. It was weekday. She came right in the center there, and she says, you ready for the word? I said, sure. So I, I put it on recording because I wanted to hear it. Then I wanted the church to get it also. And so she shared the, the word of the Lord. So, um, Okay. So no children's church today, right? Okay, CYM. praise God. No CYM? What about CYM? There, okay, CYM, yes. Okay. All right, so Fellowship Hall would be used as a parent's room. Right. Well, I'm so excited to be here in your beautiful building and rejoice with you yeah. at the amazing things that God has done, all this journey. It's really, as you know, a time of just coming out of the wilderness but the Lord would say the congregation's going to double, and then it's going to double again. Mm-hmm. And the Lord says, "Not I'm going to. This is your place. Don't move another place, because I'm going to begin to expand you. I'm going to expand properties around." My the Lord God. says, that "I will give you space for children. I will give you space for youth. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you space for uh, one day uh, after school care. I'll give you space for the community, for uh, places for children to, to play." And the Lord says, I'm going to even get you into the schools now. Open doors will be into the schools. And God says to you, this is a time of revitalization. I'm coming with a renewal of the Holy Spirit. My power is going to come. There's going to be marvelous presence. My glory will come. And the Lord says, this is a season where you're going to have an online church. And the online church is going to grow big, big, big. I mean, I'm talking about... Thousands are going to be a member of your online church. And it's not just going to be in one location. You're one day going to be one church in many locations. Mm -hmm. And you're going to expand and you're going to have people that will start watching another place and they'll say, no, but I want to be a member of this church. Mm -hmm. And the Lord says, it's going to be glorious. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. So that, that took me by surprise. Um, God uh, many times will surprise you with a suddenly, and for me that was a suddenly. I wasn't expecting that at all, but I appreciate um, the loving way that God ministers to us from time to time in seasons of our lives. We had just uh, got this building, we had just fixed it, and the word of the Lord came right in the genesis of us uh, rooting in this community with our own place. We had I've been renting somewhere else as we saved our money to get this place. So I, I, I just so appreciate it. But what blessed me, um, I mean, it all blessed me, but specifically what I want, wanted to share with you briefly about is this issue about the Internet church. I'm very grateful that uh, we're able to reach out to friends, family members uh, through the Internet. Very grateful for that. Uh, it pretty much decentralizes what we can do because we're no longer in the four walls of a building. We can touch the nations. We have, in our website, when we look, there are people that listen to us from South and Central America, from Europe, 
from Brazil, you know, South and Central America, all parts of the United States. So it blows me away. We have a person that's tithing to us from Texas. Uh, you know, it blows me away. But see, this is the impact we're having. It's no longer limited to just what we see here. So part of what we've been doing behind the scenes, you know, we have various churches already that uh, see me as <clears throat> their pastor and see this church as their covering. So on an ongoing basis, I reach out to them. Uh, we talk together. We chat together. I give them teachings. And so we're trans- transitioning from uh, teleconferences, which is we get on the phone and I teach them that way. Now we're going through something called Zoom. Do you know what Zoom is? Anybody here has ever worked with Zoom? Raise your hands, those that work with Zoom. One, two people. Okay, so not too many. Zoom is uh, basically, it's, it's a service where you download the program, Zoom, and I can actually talk to you live video. It's very high quality. And what if 10 people want to be on? 10 people could be on. What about if 100 people want to be on? 100 people could be on. And you can see all their faces. And it's live. And as I'm teaching... We could chat also. So there's a chat, live chat room while I'm teaching. We already have that service. I've already been working with that service as we prepare national conferences through our uh, fellowship. You know, we, we, we belong to New York uh, Apostolic Leaders, NYCAL, New York Coalition of Apostolic Leaders. I mean, I'm sorry, NYCAL, UNCAL. So it's the whole United Nations and the whole United States. So I'm very grateful that we have those services and products. They're already paid for, and we can use them. So what I'm going to do, in addition to what we're doing, how many get my videos? How many get the daily devotionals? All right, praise God. So more of you get the daily devotionals. So there's one or more ways where um, we could have access to fellowship. So uh, I'm excited about it because I'm going to add now... uh, Maybe in about a, a week or two, I'm going to start a Tuesday once an hour, uh, one, maybe one hour, just training. Different topics, different themes. Uh, so I'd like for you to share with me some of the themes you like uh, to know about, uh, whether it's theological, whether it's relational, uh, some of the issues that are happening in our nation now, uh, what can be a prophetic response to that. So, uh, and again, live. You'll be able to talk. You'll be able to share. But if you say something crazy, I'll mute you. Because... <laughs> Because I do have the mute button, so if you're going a little crazy, all right. Anyway, continuing. Yeah. But it's, it's really, really good. And so I want you to partner with me on that. I also started a YouTube channel. I am not interested in being famous and rich. or any, That's not my interest. I, you know, I'll, I'll be 60 this year, so a lot of that young stuff, I already, it's already gotten out of my system. I just want to be effective. I want to be able to reach out to all those that God has given me the privilege to minister to. I want to work with the word. You heard that word. We're going to have thousands in the internet church. What for? What do you care about having thousands? Because they need the Lord. And they need discipleship. And they need training. And remember when Jesus said, you know, you'll do greater works than me. Well, greater works, not that, we're, you know, he, I mean, cleansed the leper, raised the dead, he healed the sick. I mean, I mean. He multiplied the fish and the loaves. You can't do greater miracles, but you could do greater in number. Why? Because we could be in more than one place at a time. We're the body. A body could be around the world. Right now, we're having services here, and we're having services in California, and we're having services in Texas, and we're having services in South and Central America, all at the same time. The body of Christ is doing greater works in that sense. 
But the beauty about this is it allows us to touch thousands of people and minister to thousands of people. That's God's heart. What did he say? Start in Jerusalem and stay there? Go into Jerusalem and preach the gospel. What, what, what was it that he said? Go to Jerusalem. What did you say? Judea and Samaria and into the uttermost parts of the earth. So God's vision is huge. What's his vision? The world. The world. So it's our visions that are too small. So thank you for all of you. So I want you to partner with me. I have various that are already partnering. I know Julio and I work very hard. Um, how many of you have seen the website, the victornazario.com website? You know our website, Calvary Christian Fellowship website. We're doing this on purpose. We're, we're wanting to minister to all these precious people. And, uh, you know, we, we appreciate Sister Julia also. Julia, just go like that a moment. Sister Julia, I, I keep her so busy, and, and I just so appreciate. We need a team, actually. We need like two or three, so every once in a while you could take a break, right? But she translates all my devotionals to Spanish. So if you think I'm really a good Spanish writer, it's not me, folks. It's her. <laughs> Praise God. So thank you once again for all that you do behind the scenes. But it's, it's, it's wonderful. We can do better than me. We can do more than me. Understand? So one of the ways that I've come to understand um, that you can get more effective in ministry through the website and through the internet is when all of us start sharing. Some of you share what I send out, and I appreciate that. Because if you share, your friends get to see it also. But if you just like, press like, well, you like it. Oh, I'm glad you like it. <laughs> but if you share it, now you're ministering. If you like it, you got it for yourself. But if you shared it, now other people are going to get it. When people share, I get, instead of 40 views or 50 views, when people share it, I get 400 views. That means 400 people saw a snippet of a truth, right? There was one that we got over 3,000 views. Isn't that nice? See, but again, effectiveness. That's what I'm going for. That's what I'm thinking about. That's what I'm looking toward. So please, first and foremost, if you don't yet, subscribe or look for my stuff, look at my uh, website, and then all of the videos, start liking them and sharing them so that your friends and family members can also get them. So locally, we're going to go out there. We're going to take the little card that we have. The card says Everything Calvary, website, everything. Then on the other side, truelife.org. Who knows what truelife.org is? Exactly. Let me tell you what truelife.org is. Truelife.org is a website that if you go to it, you, you ask questions, it'll answer all your questions. You don't have to know everything. Just tell a person, what do you need prayer for? Well, you know what I'd like to know? You know, is the Bible real? Go to truelife.org and ask about the Bible. And it'll tell you. It's right in the back of our specific card. Now, the reason why we partnered with truelife.org is to make our life easier. When I go and evangelize, if I say, here, go to truelife.org, it'll answer all your questions, two things happen. They go to the website, they get their answers, and then they're interested. Well, I want to go to church. They put in their zip code. If they live here, truelife.org already has us as one of the participating churches. So what will happen is it'll show up, Calvary Christian Fellowship, 409 until Avenue. See, so it makes our life easier. How did they evangelize in the old days? I don't understand how they were able to do it, right? I mean, really, there was a rotary phone, 
Remember that? Remember the beeper days? I remember when I was on call, beeper days. That was horrible. But today, I mean, some of you get offended at me when I don't, uh, yeah, you get offended at me when I don't respond to your tweets very quickly or when I don't respond to your instant messages or, or you send me a text on the phone. And then you, and then you get official at me. You say, oh, this is the second, you know, message. I'm saying, I go, oh, look at this. <laughs> Getting business on me, huh? Truth of the matter is, we have all that we need. God has given us this beautiful window. I don't know how long it's going to last. It could last two years, five years, ten years. I don't know. Let's take advantage. Let's maximize the fruit we could bear for Almighty God. Amen? Amen. Praise God. All right, let's all stand. Let's go to the Word. Let's go a moment to James chapter 1, verse 2. I'm almost finished with a series that I started Talking about guarding your precious faith. Guarding your precious faith. James chapter 1 verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy. Say with me, joy. Joy. When you fall into various trials. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So, Father, thank you for your word. Dear Holy Spirit, I pray that you open up the eyes of our understanding, that we might be able, Lord God, to understand from your vantage point, from your perspective. Lord, many times we're limited because of this earthly body, because of our thinking, because of uh, the way we've learned to think. My God, the past, our family, our culture, things limit us. But I thank you, Father, because we now have the mind of Christ. So I pray, my God, that the mind of Christ would come forth, my Lord, and we would understand scriptural truths, my God, by the Spirit of God. Open up the eyes of each and every person here. We'll be careful to give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen and amen. Before you sit down, give five people a high five and tell them you are, tell them you are a conqueror. Hallelujah. Amen. You are a conqueror. Fellow conqueror. Fellow conqueror. Praise God. That's your house, right? That's my house. It's like a beautiful home, man. It is. You're welcome. Just like a sighting. You guys come. Praise the Lord. Amen. You may be seated. (laughs) Praise God. So I started this series by saying that it's very important that we understand that when God comes to give us trials or allow us to go through trials, that's not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. When you're first uh, born, uh, all you could do basically is drink the milk and sleep and, you know, nothing much else. But as you grow a little, you want to learn how to walk. And when you're starting to walk, you have the trials of the fact that you're brain is not in sync with the limbs yet. So you try to walk and you fall all over the place, but your parents aren't saying, oh, I'm so sorry. They clap every time you get up and try. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Boom. Get up again. Get up again. And meanwhile, you're saying, listen, this hurts. No, but the the children, they're resilient. They keep on until they finally walk. So they go through the trials um, because they're not ready. They're not prepared. Uh, they, They don't understand yet how to do it. Their body is starting to understand how to be able to process walking. 
It's the same thing with us. As we grow in the Lord, we go through various trials. But the trials produce patience. Patience, patience. Say to your neighbor, you need patience. New Yorkers need patience. Really, New Yorkers, man, I tell you. This morning I was driving from the country. I came into the city. The minute I hit a city, there's like an invisible barrier where your joy leaves you and, and just frustration just works its way in almost like immediately. Yeah, this morning I, I was happy until I, I reached the George Washington Bridge. I was going nice cruising, 65, 70, nice going, and suddenly I hit the bridge and two miles an hour. And I remember, I said, man, this place would try your patience. But the truth of the matter is, every time you go through a trial, it attacks something about you that needs to die anyway. It attacks something in you that needs to die anyway. It could be anger. Maybe you, you, you have an anger management issue. Not in this church. It's a church down the way. Those people are angry. But all you people are full of joy. You never have an outburst. You're good. You're good to go. You're ready to go to heaven. But those of us that still have, we're working through issues. We're working through anger issues. We're working through issues that we give up too quickly. Many people, I mean, they're this close to their answer, this close to their breakthrough, and bam, they give up. But many times that comes from past failures, past issues that you have walked through, and now you're afraid to go through it again. But God is saying, I'm bringing you through that because I'm educating you to the point where you could be perfect. Perfect in scriptures, mature, grow up. How many read uh, the daily devotional this morning? Three people? What's the title? Grow up. Yeah, grow up. Yeah, I'm not insulting the people. I'm saying that the scripture says it's time to come up to maturity. So I basically said Victor's version is grow up already. Praise God. And we do. We have to grow up. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing God's word. And that's one of the biggest areas that we need to grow up in. And that is the area of exercising our faith. Say with me, you need faith. Praise God. So faith, praise God, is a gift of God. God gives us all a measure of faith. So we have it. All of you have faith. Tell your neighbor, don't worry, you have it. But here's the problem. You need to exercise your faith like you exercise a muscle. I told you a couple of weeks ago, when I first started doing push-ups in my 500th attempt to get into shape, I, I was doing 10, uh, 10 push-ups. Then I went up to 15, then 20, and 25, 30, 35. I'm at 40 right now. I could actually do 50, but I want to get used to 40 before I, you know, I don't want to, I don't know, bust the shoulder or something. I don't want to come to the church. I guess, all right, guys, pray for me, because I thought I was 18 again. But yeah, your body will acclimate. You just have to, just by reason of exercise, same thing with your faith. God will give you, I'm going to use money only as, as an indicator. God will give you $10 worth of faith. You exercise that. And then you grow to $20 worth of faith. Then $30 worth of faith. $40 worth of faith. In other words, your faith can grow. It's a muscle. And faith, in its, when you break it down to its elements, it's confidence. It's confidence in someone or something. See? I have faith that Wednesday we're going to have good ministry here. Why? Because I have faith in the person that's overseeing it. See my point? So faith is useless if you can't 
apply it to someone that's faithful. See? So when we have faith in God, it's not a crazy, weird, ethereal faith. No, it's real confidence in a real person that's really faithful. God is not man that he shall lie. He's not the man upstairs. No, God is spirit. He's almighty God and he's faithful. He's not man that he shall lie or son of man that he should repent. Right? So when we have faith, what we're actually saying is we have faith in God and his word. That's what we're actually really saying. We're saying that we trust him. We trust his character. We trust his nature. So it's not a weird faith. Oh, I have faith in this rock. Yeah, people have faith in rocks. People have faith in trees. People have faith in statues. Inanimate objects that can't respond. What's that? Yeah, yeah. There are places that have faith in different animals. And animal spirits. They also trust in animal spirits. Yeah, we, we as humans, we're all... How can I say trusting in the spirit realm? Problem is our faith is all out there. We, we trust anything if we're ignorant. But when we come to the word of God, now we're able to put our faith upon the solid bedrock of almighty God and his word. Praise God. So faith is very important for the Christian because let me give you some more scriptures. I shared them a couple of weeks ago, but not everybody comes every week. So today you might be hearing this for the very first time. All things are possible for him that believes, Jesus said. Matthew 19, 26. With men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. So if all things are possible for them that believe, what, I, what do I need to work on? My ability to believe, my ability to trust. One time Jesus went to the tree, he said, I curse you. No one shall eat from you anymore. And he kept on going. The disciples looked at him. So since they saw Jesus do some unusual things before, they went, okay, that's just Jesus talking to trees. When they came back the next day, the tree was dead. He says, Jesus, that tree that you curse is dead. Then he said, verily, verily, that's Mark 11. Verily, verily, I say unto you, you know, when you pray, just say to the mountain, be removed. And if you believe what you say, you shall receive the things that you say, right? So Jesus was talking about the, the power of faith. But always, Jesus' context was faith in God. It was not just an empty faith that say, I believe. See, some people say they have faith. But the Bible says demons believe also and they tremble. But true biblical faith cannot be separated from your confidence with God. Another thing is true biblical faith is in the context of your relationship with God. So if you're going to see signs, wonders, and miracles in your life, first thing you need to do is you need to connect with the Creator through Christ Jesus. Relationship is very important. I'm married with my beautiful wife 40 years now. I have confidence in her. 40 years, 40 years. So that relationship gives us a unique vantage. I'll say it this way, a, a unique advantage that you guys don't have. You might talk to her and not be sure where she's coming from. When she talks, I know exactly where she's coming from because I have a relationship with her. In the same way, when I talk, she knows exactly where I'm coming from. Actually, she doesn't even have to talk. I know her moods. I know her attitudes. I know when to talk, when not to talk. I know when to argue, 
I know when to, you know, to hold back the argument. I know when to put the notch at 70% or just to put it 5%. But that comes from 44 years. We dated for four years. Same thing with Almighty God. When we go before God, if you, in, if you are in relationship with Almighty God by the Holy Spirit, you know his moods. You know how to pray. You know, the, you know what to pray for. When, you, when you're praying, God will give you wisdom and understanding and strategy. And you'll be able to af- apply your faith in the proper areas. You'll be able to make declarations. Remember uh, the, the, the uh, prophet in the Old Testament? He stood up and went to the sky. He says, it shall not rain. Until I say so. Well, what a, what a attitude. Who do you think you are talking to the sky like that? Are you some nut? No. God had just told him to do that. So since man's in charge in the earth realm, God speaks to mankind and then we prophesy or we declare the word of the Lord to our circumstance, our environment, or people, or or problems or issues or any demonic entity trying to come in, we prophesy with authority, with knowledge, because we're connected with the source of our power. Hallelujah. And guess what? It didn't rain. It didn't rain for a week. Didn't rain for two weeks. Didn't rain for a month. Didn't rain for six months. Didn't rain for a year. Didn't rain for two years. Didn't rain for, what was it? Three years and a half or something like that? Three years and a half it didn't rain. That place went bone dry by the word of the Lord. And who spoke it? A man. Right? And meanwhile, the man of God was living in the very place that he prophesied in. So he also had to live in that environment, that situation. What became a desert in essence. But God would provide for him. So this is why I'm trying to say to you, there's always more than enough. There was always more than enough. The man of God was taken care of. So point to yourself. Say, I am a man of God or a woman of God. Just point to yourself. God will always give you wisdom and understanding in your situations. Problem is, is you need to reconnect and get passionate in your faith. You need to get passionate in your relationship. I mean, what's happened to our faith? Yeah, I believe in God. I believe in him. Yeah. Uh, No, you don't. If you really knew who God was, you'd be excited. People out there excited for saving the whales. Yeah, passionate, man. They'll invest money, millions of dollars to make commercials to save the whale. What about the polar bear? They want to save the polar bear. Passionate about that. And we, you know, time for prayer. Where's Tony? What's that whistle? <laughs> One of these days, I got to learn how to do that. Praise God. Yeah, we, we, so it's almost like it doesn't move us. I, I want to see passion in your life and your faith. I, I want to see you, you know, excited about Almighty God. You know why? When you're excited about Almighty God, people will sense it, they'll see it. They'll say, No, no, I want what you have. Hallelujah. You know, the dull Christians that don't show the joy of their faith. Something's happening there. So today, God is saying, I breathe upon you afresh. God is saying, I breathe upon you again. Come back to me. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Again, it comes by relationship. Don't mess with my wife. Because if you mess with my wife, then you have to deal with me. And even worse, don't mess with me. Because if you you mess with me, you have to mess (laughs) with me. See, but again, it's relationship. 
So with Almighty God, when you're passionate about Almighty God, He, I'm telling you, He will back it up. He will back you up in everything. This, this happened to me many times. I remember when people are going to come and harm me, immediately something would happen and they would stop. There would be times where they would say, no, no, I, we can't touch you. We can't touch you. We respect people like you. Meanwhile, they were going to do me harm. I remember one person, you know, he says, oh, I see a big aura around you. I says, I don't need you to tell me I have an aura. I know who I am. I don't need any familiar spirits telling me what I have. I'm a man of God. I have the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And you do too. See, but our faith is vital. And the last thing we're working on is our faith. The last thing we work on. We work on everything else. I'm telling you, right now there are people. Yesterday, marching all over the United States. All over the United States. And don't get me wrong, I'm not criticizing people protesting. That's our American right. I appreciate it. But if we were as passionate about God, like the passion we saw yesterday for a specific issue, churches would be packed all over the United States. I'm, you know, again, I'm not going to the political thing that was, you know, you heard the news, you know what they are talking about. And I know it's a big issue. And even earlier this, this week, people went out and, and just cried and, and came together and remembered the life of that poor boy, 15 years old, that got just murdered by mistake. No, it wasn't with mistake, it was on purpose. These thugs just took his life. Oh, my bad, it was the wrong person. What? You, prison, all your life. Then, I, then we'll come and, and, and pray for you in prison so you could come to Jesus and live you, and, and, and God could forgive you. But you're going to do some serious time. Took the life of an innocent person. See, so I know people are out there and they're passionate for stuff. But the passion has to return back to the house of God. Tell your neighbor, passion has to return. Hallelujah. Amen. All things are possible. For those that believe. Mark 9.23 says, If you could believe, if you can believe, all things are possible for them that believe. Praise God. So I have to work more on my faith than my muscles. I have to work more on my faith than my diet. Actually, if I really work on my faith, it will help my diet too because I'll fast more. (laughs) Another issue is, as I share with you in Scripture, is that the, the, more that you, the more that you seek God, the more that you trust God, more will be given to you. So I'm not going to belabor it. You could get, you know, go to the website and get more information on that. But the truth of the matter is we, have, we don't have because we don't ask and we don't seek. See, but those that are seeking, God promises you, if you ask, it shall be given. If you seek, you shall find. If you knock the door, it will be opened to you. I was in a conference just three weeks ago, and I was sitting there, and there was a prophetic person there. Um, this man, I mean, he's, he's recognized nationally. And uh, so I was praying to God. I was saying, God, what are some of the things that I could do in my mind, I'm just praying to God, what are the, some of the things I can do? What are some of the strategies, Lord, that I need? So if possible, can you let the prophet know maybe I can come into sync with you in some things? And in the middle of the message, my man stops. He sits with me, and he starts prophesying to me. He says, get your, get your mic on or get your phone out. You ready? Here's the word of the Lord to you. 
When you pray, God hears you right away. It's like you're talking and he's listening, people. And we got to get back to that. Some of us have believed the lie that God doesn't hear your prayer anymore. That is a lie of the devil. He hears your prayer. And we glorify him when we think that he could do more than God. He's, you know, the enemy is just a created angel. You know, he's a high-ranking, was a high-ranking, that uh, wasn't an angel. What, what was, was he? An archangel. He was an archangel, one of the three main angels. So the, the thing is, is that he's just a created being. Almighty God created him. He can only do up to what God allows him. See, so we need to get back understanding that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. What do the movies do? They'll always glorify evil over good. Whenever you see the minister in the movie, he's crazy, he's got a knife, and, and he's got a Bible. And he's talking gibberish. I look at that, I say, I want to slap the producers. They always show us in a horrible, negative context. Isn't it true? And it shows the ministers have no power and evil has all the power. That's a lie. It's inverted. It's garbage. Don't receive that. Hallelujah. I'm excited about God. Are you excited about God? Praise God. I'm excited about Almighty God. I'm excited about what he's doing. I'm excited about this new season in our life, in the life of our church. I'm, I'm, I'm working with the prophetic word. God speaks a word in the earth realm, and those that partner with the word are the ones that get the answer. God spoke we would have thousands in, in this ministry and, and beyond. Well, guess what? When you decide to partner with God, you become a conduit. You know what a conduit is? It's a pipe. A pipe where water passes through, electricity passes through. But guess what gets watered when you allow yourself to become a conduit? You become watered. When you take care of God's business, God takes care of your business. And you'll go through persecution. Why? Because the enemy doesn't like people that activate in the kingdom of God, that decide to do something for God. I guarantee you, when you decide to go heavy with God, when you decide to partner with God, I guarantee you the enemy is going to try to knock you off of your orbit. But what did Jesus say when Jesus started his earthly ministry? The enemy came to him right away. And it's interesting. He went to fast 40 days, and he went to the desert to be Tempted of the devil. Why? I don't want to go to the desert to be tempted. I want to go and suffer for Jesus, you know, like in the Bahamas or something. No, he went. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. You're going to send me somewhere? Send me, some, some, send me somewhere nice. No, Jesus went to the desert to be tempted of the devil. So when the devil came, what did Jesus use? The word. Get thee behind me, Satan. Hallelujah. Each and every time you use the word. See, this is why we have to learn the word of God, because I can't be with you all the time. If the enemy attacks you at three in the morning like he's done to me, you have to have the word. You can't go, leave me alone, please leave me alone. He's not going to listen to that. But when you share the word, he's got to. The Bible says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. What does flee mean to you? It's not a little animal like that, a little thing that sucks your blood. Run for your life. Why? Because when you submit to God, you resist the devil. God himself fights your battle. He'll send angelic intervention for you. 
You might not be nothing, anything, but God is the greater one. And he's in you. See, God in us, the hope of glory. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again because I, I just love the story. And I know some of you heard it at least 10 times already. But some of you are hearing it for the first time. That's why I'm doing it. I remember in high school. It's one of my favorite stories. And I know most of you have heard it. You know which one? I'm going to say it again anyway. I'm sorry, guys. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing and by hearing. <laughs> so, I'm in lunchroom, and all the doors were closed, and there was either a teacher or a guard in front of every door. And so one of the, um, not, not a junior, but sophomore, is it? Ninth grade. Sophomore. Freshman. Fre that's it. Freshman. One of the freshmen, they go to the teacher, and he says, let me out. See, his voice hadn't changed yet, so it was really still high. And I was already a senior, and I'm looking at that. I said, that's ridiculous. The teacher's not going to move. You know what the teacher did? The teacher moved, let the guy out. So I'm, I'm studying it, and it impacted me, and God spoke to me right there. So what happened was, when the kid said, let me, let me out, there was a six-foot senior behind him, really big guy, says, yeah, he's with me. And so the teacher got intimidated and let the guy out, because this guy was a troublemaker. He was a, th a local thug. Senior in school. Troublemaker, right? But what, what, what God spoke to me there, he says, see, that's you and me right there. I'm not calling Jesus a thug. I'm just saying that when I say, when I, when I say, when I say, in the name of Jesus, come out. <laughs> listen, listen. That's what the enemy might hear. But then when, when the enemy looks, Jesus is right behind me. He's with me. And I authorize this. You know, you know what I'm saying? I love that story. <laughs> I really love that story because there's a powerful truth to it. And this is exactly what happens. When you speak the word, you have the backup of Almighty God. If anybody has seen angels, you know that angels aren't little, fat little tub babies. They're huge, warrior-like creatures that are very intimidating. Anybody that sees angels, they fall dead like, like a dead man. You look at it in the scripture. They all fall dead. Like, like if they were dead. They lose strength. And, and the angel has to look. No, no. I'm, I'm your servant. I'm here, to, I'm here to give you a message. I'm here to help you. And they go, oh, okay. Because <gasps> they're intimidating. They're ominous. And those are the ones that are with us. Shambach used to say this years ago. He says, surely goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life. If you heard Shambach, you know I'm, 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 I'm doing a good impression right now. He say, goodness and mercy. And they say, I have two angels. And they're called goodness and mercy. Praise God. That's what you have. You have goodness and mercy following you all the days of your life. Come on, give them some praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I'm excited. I'm excited because I understand even though I'm an earthen vessel. I live in an earthen vessel. I understand that. But Almighty God is with me. Say to your neighbor, he's with you. Never leaves you nor forsakes you. Hallelujah. Amen. So we have to allow our mind to be renewed. We, we need to allow our mind to be renewed. In the, the first point is that God is with you. Truly. I mean for real. He's with you. You need to understand that. Yeah, but I messed up. He's still with you. Guess what? It didn't take him by surprise. He knows that you mess up from time to time. That's why Jesus died on the cross. 
so that your sin can be forgiven, and so you can work out your salvation with fear and trembling, but he's with you. When you mess up, ask the Holy Spirit for strength. I've learned this, that when I sin, basically I go before God, God forgive me, Holy Spirit help me with this situation. What is your situation? Don't answer, you know. God will help you with that. The Holy Spirit will help you. Whether it's anger, whether it's a potty mouth. <clears throat> yeah, some people have potty mouths. Whether it be you, you just give up. You know, ask God. For, you know, you have the spirit of the warrior within you. Say to your neighbor, you have the spirit of the warrior within you. Almighty God uses compound names to share uh, like a diamond, a multifaceted view of who he is. And he's not just one thing. He's many things. One of the things he is, is a warrior. Our God is a warrior. And that same spirit is in you. I love the way the Lord Jesus mentored that in his earthly ministry. Because there was times he'd talk about the Beatitudes, you know. Blessed are the poor. Blessed are the meek. And then he'd go to the temple. he said, what? He'd take out his belt and whip him. Other occasions he would say, you are whited sepulcher. That's an insult, by the way. Yeah, he was, he was ferocious sometimes. Other times he was meek. Meek is not weak. Meek is just that you control your authority. Because at any time, Jesus could have called legions of angels and they would have come and handle business right there. But he had an authority and, and, and many times he knew how to speak to people. And sometimes he had to speak to people tough and rough. And you have that same anointing inside of you. And it's not that you want to talk rough and tough to people, but sometimes there's spirits that are in the midst. And that's where we need to be tough in. The weapons of our warfare are mighty, are mighty, are mighty. Let me say that a little louder. Mighty. They're mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. The word stronghold there is ideas and concepts that are impregnated with demonic power. The strongholds, stuff that is meant to hinder you from moving on in God. Stuff that is meant to destroy you, to keep you small, to never allow you to do what God called you to do. Every time you want to attempt something from God uh, or for God, alcoholism gets in the way. Drug addiction gets in the way. Bad attitudes gets in the way. You know, you, you, you act too quickly or whatever it may be. It all gets in the way. These things need to be destroyed. Well, guess what? You have great power to destroy that. Great power. Say to your neighbor, great power. power. The thing is, first step is you need to recognize you have an issue. See, now now the people aren't happy anymore. (laughs) Now now the family, now you, you, you went. You need to admit it. I have issues. Yeah. Yeah. Say to God right now, say, Father, I have issues. And by the way, I include myself in that. Because I'm still in, in journey. Praise God. I'm still journeying. I got, I got two more minutes. Praise God. So the renewed mind is vital. And that's going to give us a victory. Let me just share these things with you. And then I'll, I'll finish right now. Because I got to get you out so you can go have a great time with your family. Almighty God loves when his people trust him. You know, as parents, we love it when our children trust us. When our children come to us, Daddy, I need help for this. Oh, sure. Mommy, I need help. Of course. What, what do you need? 
right? We appreciate that. But he's the heavenly father. He's the perfect, pure heavenly father. And he loves it when his people trust in him. Actually, in Hebrews 11, verse 6, it says, Without faith, it's impossible to please God because those that come to him must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. See? So we have to come before Almighty God and trust Him and love Him enough to allow Him to be Heavenly Father to us. Heavenly Father, I have a need. Don't come with it. I know you're busy. I know you're taking care of the universe. You're taking care of everybody, all the six billion people. But if you have a chance, could you? No, just come before the Heavenly Father. You know, when I go to my mother's house, I just show up, knock, knock. Mike, ¿cómo está? Estoy aquí. Oh, mijo, come in, come in, come in. You know, I, 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 there's no special, you know, what are you doing here? You have no appointment, right? Actually, try to go to my mother's house, knock on her door, see how she treats you. No, she wanted to say, she was who are you see? Like angry, like she's automatically angry that somebody knocked on her door. And then, and then they say, plumber, I did not go plumber. They're angry, very upset that they bother her. But I go, eh, my soy yo. Oh, mijo, entre, entre. You want a sandwich? You want some coffee? I have a banana. I have, I'm going, Ma, please, please. It's all right. Because, see, she enjoys when, first and foremost, she just enjoys having me there. Number two, she enjoys making sure I'm happy. And it's automatic. You can never turn this off. You can never turn it off. Same thing with Heavenly Father. But even more so, with our Heavenly Father. When we go before Heavenly Father, so Heavenly Father, I have an issue. Yes, my son. Yes, my daughter. What can I do for you? Do I need to send my angels? Do I need uh, my Holy Spirit can be there with you? Actually, I know your issue. I was just waiting for you to talk to me about it. Because I love when you spend time with me. <clears throat> I hate it when you forget me and you get involved and you ask everybody else instead of me. See? So when we come to Him and we expect him to be father, he loves that. It's impossible to please God unless we come with that attitude. Oh, this will be a breakthrough for somebody right here. We come to God thinking, oh, I don't want to offend him. And God's saying, please, I love, relate. that's why I created you. Is that our attitude with God? Do we have that relationship? We need to deepen our relationship with Almighty God. We really need to thoroughly investigate how we've been, I guess, handling that relationship. See? I go I, I, with my wife. I go, hon, can you make me a cup of tea? I expect her to make me a cup of tea. You know why? Because last time I made a cup of tea for her. <laughs> hey, come on. This is a you know, mutual thing. Come on. But, you know, I ask her, not like a stranger, I said, hon, could you, you know, do this for me? And, and she says, sure, no problem. Just remember the honey-do list. <laughs> so I pay for that, that tea ten times over. No, so think about it, think about it. <laughs> I, I ask her with an expectation because I know the relationship I have with her. Almighty God, we can ask and we can expect that he is a rewarder because he's Heavenly Father. And this is his posture. He loves his children. 
We need to stop being religious about our, our relationship with God and get relational in our prayer, in our walk, our daily walk. In my daily walk, my prayer is not the same anymore. It's not the same anymore. I, I pray all day. I, I, spend, you know, I talk to him all day long. Different areas, different issues, different situations. Um, sometimes I look at the YouTube or, or, or Facebook. Uh, we have a prayer. Immediately I go to prayer for somebody. About, it's about four or five prayers just yesterday alone. And immediately, Heavenly Father, there's an issue here. I add my prayer to those that are praying. People of God, he loves you. He's there right with you. Your faith has to morph into a relational paradigm where you understand the Heavenly Father loves you and is there with you and He's a rewarder. Anything you've invested in the kingdom, you're not going to lose. Don't let man lie to you. Whatever you sowed, whether man respected it or not, whether man honored it or not, it's going to come back to you good measure. Pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. If not the same men, other men will come. God will always make sure that because He is a rewarder of those that that diligently seek him. Amen? Come on, give him some praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord.